0: What's up, everyone? This is Buzz One Marlowe. I am Warren Marlo. It is Friday. Let me say that again, Friday. If that ain't got y'all ready to go, I don't know what to tell y'all. So today I am joined with Studs Podcast on Zachary Bird. We are gonna talk about what made him and Savion Mixon come up with the greatest idea of making Studs Podcast. Studs Podcast is brought to you by 4 on 4 Jacks, the league that I play in, the league that Zachary Bird plays in, the league that literally you see some of the top class athletes play in this league. Uh, I mean, it's been a heck of a ride. been a great season. We are on season, this is my third season. Playoff starts this weekend, and man, let me tell you what my team Godspeed is taking wreck. I am saying it now, we gonna take wreck. And then when we go on Sunday, my team hateful eight, we are winning five man championship. I'm saying it now, you hear it down, mic drop. It's going to happen. So today. Like I said, today we're talking to Studs Podcast on Zachary Bird. I got to throw that in there because I listened to Zachary Bird's podcast. And when he sat here and told basically told everybody that if we had to play each other, that they going to beat us by a point. I'm telling Zachary right now, my hand would be glued to his flag. Little smack talk for you, but but get back on the right subject. Today, we're talking to Zachary Bird. All jokes aside, we're going to talk about the time that he got the internship for the Jacksonville Suns. We are going to talk about what got him into flag football. And most importantly, man, we're going to talk about what's going on in sports nowadays. What's the new thing when we're watching sports playing inside what we call the new arena, basically, the bubble. So... When we come back, we're going to talk to Zachary Bird. I'm here with Zachary Bird. How's it going, my friend?
1: Good, my man. How you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. Pretty sore. Uh, it was a rough time yesterday, but I mean, it was it was a lot of fun as well. But So tell me a little bit about yourself, buddy.
1: All right, my man. Well, as far as, you know, myself, I... Uh former athlete I actually baseball was my sport I um played baseball predominantly growing up played a little football too in high school uh Mm -hmm. went um to college for baseball d3 for a year and then um came back down here to Florida Uh, I'm originally from Savannah actually I was born and raised there family moved down here about five six years ago uh, right after I graduated high school and uh yeah, transferred back down here, uh, threw myself kind of back into weightlifting pretty heavy. And then mm-hmm. as I was going through UNF, uh, discovered flag football. And that's kind of where my love with it started. And it's gone on to me playing in Ralph's League now and uh, me and Savion uh, being able to do the Studs podcast. And uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been a great time, man. I'm um, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty normal though. I'm not too. I don't do nothing too crazy. I'm a huge sports fan. I mean, my major was sports management in college, um, so I love pretty much everything about sports. Uh, all Georgia teams are my teams, including the Dogs. Most most of the flag guys out there don't like that because they're Gator fans. But you oh, know,
0: man. I'm a Hurricane, so oh, no. <laughs>
1: hey, Hey, I respect the Hurricanes, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was happy when we got y'all as uh, head coach for a while. I really yeah, was. I was. It was really nice pushing to see you. For a I was really pushing for a change. Yeah. We needed it. But, I mean, I guess there's always another year. Like That's yeah for Miami now. Since the 90s, it hasn't been our years in forever. <laughs> yeah,
1: man. Since them oh one oh two teams, man, y'all yeah, have been going downhill since then. But, man, y'all had a heck of a run.
0: It was a great run. I guess that's why we're t- paying for it all now, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, guess, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but um, I, I want to talk to you about something. So, uh, you said you studied uh,
1: what in UNF? Sports management.
0: Sports management? Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you tried to – so, what do you do – for jobs right now.
1: Uh, currently, I am working on starting my own business. Uh, my dad, he has been doing doing flooring for mm-hmm. most of his adult life, and right now he's a GM of a flooring store. And so okay. I am working with another buddy of mine to start our own little small business doing uh, floor demolition. Um, basically, we go in before the installers come in, take up everything, take up all the old stuff. Uh, move all the furniture out of the way, stuff like that. So uh, working on starting that up. But honestly, man, I was talking to a buddy about this the other day. I will tell anyone, if you do sports management, don't or specialize in something because mm-hmm. it it's really annoying that a degree that was created to be specific for uh, sports business is the worst degree to have to get into sports business. I mean, so, it's
0: like so. when, when I played at FAU, I, I just wanted to major in business because it was just like, yeah. I, I don't really expect myself doing this. I expect me playing sports. I don't yeah. really care for anything else. So, I mean, they're telling me I got to do this. So, clearly, that's what I got to put down on the page because I knew – in reality, I don't know if I could have been a real good sports agent. I mean, it's just that's a lot to deal with. Yeah, I know a couple of friends that have that type of major, and they tell me it's like they loved it at first, but they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is a nightmare," especially with the times yeah. that we got right now. So it's like,
1: yeah, it's especially been, right now.
0: So it, it's been a real troubling for them
1: now. But yeah, it's what's great about it is like. Honestly, the experiences you have in a in a sports management program are awesome, especially if you're a sports fan. Um, mm-hmm. They get you like to, I mean, they get you into games. You get to go do a lot of cool internships. I remember mm-hmm. my uh, UNF program went and uh, worked the Pro Bowl in Orlando a couple years in a row, um, okay. stuff like that. They take you a couple different areas, and you get to experience a lot of cool stuff. But the problem is, what they don't tell you is Unless you are willing to go into massive debt and work for $8 an hour with a four-year degree or uh, you have incredible connections, it's really going to be hard for you to make any decent money, any livable oh, yeah. wage after you graduate until you've basically cut your teeth for three, four years.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I, I hate to say it, but I, I, I know I got friends that have done it. Kind of like a generator gig for like the college majors system, because that one I feel like is the most difficult one to actually get the job that you're getting the education for uh, uh, obviously yeah, anything with and nursing and stuff like that, that might be hard, but at least you're getting that type of major, but yeah the sports it's, management it's just like it's too good to be true type.
1: Some of it definitely is. I mean, I had some time where, like, I mean, I tried to get into sports as much as I could. I thought I worked Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of good internships, and I couldn't really get anything. Um, And, you know, I know a lot of people uh, in my major that after college, they're doing something completely different other than sports management. Like, Mm -hmm. and just to tell you about the struggle, man, I got a buddy of mine who is – very well educated, has a master's degree in sports management from FSU, has worked internships with the Seahawks, the uh, Jags twice. He worked with the Orlando Apollos when they were a team. He worked with the Tampa Bay Vipers most recently. And then he had interviews with the Vikings, Bengals, uh, Dolphins, and the Bucks.
0: These were and- all internships?
1: Uh, the last four were interviews, but Seahawks, cool. Jags, Apollos, and Vipers were either internships or training camp work. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he got paid. He got paid working uh, a good all of these, but uh, the Seahawks one was really the only one he got paid really well. And then the Vipers, he was actually a full time employee, but that was oh. just in, like he was the equipment manager for uh, oh. the Vipers. So it was – and then just as he was about to get his big break, he's trying to break into football ops. He was about to get offered the football – the director of football ops for the Vipers, and then the XFL closed. So that just tells you how hard – I mean, he has gone full bore into getting to the NFL, and he has worked very, very hard at it. And, you know, I respect him a lot because he's – He's, he's done so much while both in school and out of school. And it's mm-hmm. – I mean, not to mention he worked for the FSU Athletic Department. I met him working when uh, the Jumbo Shrimp were the Suns. That's how we met. We both did an internship okay. there. So, he, uh, he's gone through a lot of internships, man. So, I know it's, it's tough for him right now. I think hopefully with the XFL coming back, he's going to get his job. But as far as sports right. management as a major, a- man, it's very tough.
0: I'd be jealous right there, man. He's going to meet my favorite person in the
1: whole wide world. Shout
0: uh, right out to The Rock for buying XFL. I think I will – I know we're off subject on this, but I really love the idea that he bought this because oh, I do. The Rock, everybody doesn't realize this. The Rock wanted to be in the NFL. He didn't want to be a wrestler. He wanted oh, yeah. to be in the NFL, and – he took a major hit from it, but thank goodness that he stood out in wrestling. Uh, but I really love this option. Everybody keeps telling me it's not going to go well. I don't care what anyone says right now. Anyone's going to pay money or anyone's going to see football on TV. It don't care what the talent is or whatever. Clearly, XFL did really good when they first came back. Uh, oh yeah. I really... I was really shocked on it a little bit because I was just like, all right, if they do it the way they did last time, they did the XFL when they first did it, right when the NFL was still going on. That was a terrible idea. Yeah. So when they did it literally right after the Super Bowl, I mean, that was was the best way to do it, even though COVID came another month later. (laughs) Yeah, I know, man.
1: A uh, little inside info for you on that, though. My buddy that I was talking about, he's still in contact with a few people in the XFL, and from what he's heard, it seems like they might do a bubble um, for all eight teams in the XFL, and like they're kind of doing with um, the NBA, um, yeah, 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 it's yeah. A place to do a bubble, and hopefully they can keep it going that way.
0: I think that's what they're going to probably do with all
1: sports. I would hope, man. It's It's just going to be hard for the bigger sports, especially college.
0: I I mean, yes and no. I mean, I I agree it's going to be tough, but also in a way, like look how the NBA is doing. Oh, yeah. You got guys that you don't really hear about stepping up now. Like
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Dave Lillard, I mean, he's a great well-around player, but we haven't heard a lot about him. And then, I mean. This bubble that dude's putting on fit uh, or putting on some games now lately, and that's what I was telling people when they were like, Man, how's how you feel about the NBA? I feel like the guys that you don't hear much of are going to be the ones that are going to stand out more because obviously we got LeBron, we got all these top guys, they're still going to play their game, but they're based off of the adrenaline on crowds, and I feel like that's where the level is going to change for the guys that were the star marquee players to the guys that you don't hear much of but I feel like they've got their chances like hey this is your shot you you can't mess this up because this is the time that I know it's not what you want but this is what we're giving you yeah I can take whatever you want
1: yeah I feel you I I will say this uh I mean being a huge sports fan I follow basketball enough I don't profess to know a absolute ton about basketball but I know enough to be a decent fan of it I will tell you right now. I've known about mm-hmm. Damian Lillard for a while, and a lot, of people, oh. a lot of other people have too. It's just it's tough over here on the East Coast when he's on the West Coast, and he's usually playing those ten o'clock at night games.
0: Yeah, staying
1: up to watch those, so no one really ever gets to see.
0: You're watching SportsCenter just to know anything of him.
1: Yeah, exactly. So no one really ever gets to see what he does. But like, like, no, like you're saying, he's getting a full spotlight on him because he's playing primetime games now and then you know guys like tj warren just come out of nowhere and just put on scoring frenzies uh devin Mm -hmm. booker took his team to an eight no mark i mean it was it worked the bubble has worked very well with the nba so far and i really enjoy it on the flip side my one of my favorite sports in, in baseball is showing the blueprint of how not to go about it um they are they are just getting ravaged by cases here and there. Players not caring uh about other players well being. I mean, I just saw a report this morning that uh the Indians like chew- the the entire team chewed out two of their players for going out in Chicago mm-hmm. breaking quarantine uh to go like to a club or something. And I was just like this, this is going to cut the season shorter than what it already is.
0: My biggest thing is on this too, even when we're in this real, real weird time, I mean, it's just, that's your job. Yeah, like You really, you need to really appreciate what you got on this and be like, yeah, if this is the way I, this is the only way I can play. What I'm getting paid to do is play baseball. And guess what? For this season, I just need to make a couple of sacrifices and just do that. And, I mean, it, it's sad on some things, especially when you say stuff like that. Yeah. I, I'm i back and forth on how they're doing it, but they're doing what they can.
1: Yeah, they're doing I what mean,
0: they mean it's not like you can tell a grown man and be like, hey, don't do this. Like, I, it, I mean, it's their choice. Yeah. But still, like, this is your job. Yeah. A lot of people don't get that job that you are getting to play – a sport that you probably played since you were like five years old. Oh yeah. So I don't know. And it's just to
1: gotta... it's just about being a little more selfless as a person. Cause I mean, don't get me wrong, I know some of these guys, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six year old guys that are just I mean, they're in the MLB, they want you know
0: their
1: right. stuff and you know, go out and you know, have fun after a win. I understand that, but at the same time you gotta understand you're you're also playing with guys that are grown men, have families who they you mm-hmm. if you expose yourself and bring it back to them you could br- they could bring it back to their children their wives and also it's like i mean one of the guys on in the indians just got over leukemia like last year mm-hmm. and you're going to bring in a virus you're going to take the chance to bring in a virus like co- a virus like covid into your locker room to a guy who just beat leukemia not even a year ago mm-hmm. and yeah. It's just sometimes you got to learn to set your ego aside and be more a little self, a little more selfless in this, yeah. especially in this type of climate.
0: I mean, in, in reality, the timeline we are right now, no one can really be selfish with stuff yeah like this right now. We all got to be courteous of others. Agreed. Uh, even though as much as I hate wearing a mask, I mean, Laura tells you to wear the mask. I mean, what really other choice do you have? Exactly. Which I have actually wondered. I mean, we'll we'll have a nice little joke on this. I want to know how many people have actually been catfished right now since this mask.
1: <laughs> I see what you mean. Like on like date.
0: Really, like if you got the prettiest eyes, this is your chance to get a good time.
1: <laughs> that's fair. That is very fair. If you got some good ass. I mean, that's a good time
0: for you. Uh, I know, uh, and you don't even need the beer goggles. Like it's there you go nah, man. like i don't know how it all works now but still i've always thought of that i was just like yeah you gotta be a little you gotta make a joke out of this oh, like, yeah. it's all really weird <laughs> like yeah, there's nothing to explain on this <laughs> so uh, we're gonna go back a little bit so uh Tell me about your experiences with fly football, bro. Since I've been playing, I haven't really even really met you. Yeah. I, I'm just going to tell you, man, I, I praise you on, this pot, on the podcast for studs. I, I tell Savion all the time, like, man, Zach, he's got a, a little gig to this thing. Like, you could just tell Zach likes to stand out. And, I mean, he enjoys when he's on this microphone. And Savion's told me, he's like, yeah, I know. And I was like, and I could, in every episode, and I even told Savion, I was like, man, you're starting to stand out more too. Like, you're getting so calm on the microphone now. And I used to be the same way. I, a funny thing, I used to only want to do this just to be, just to have fun and just, like, kill time and help my friends, because I used to wrestle at the time. And that's what I was, that was my main idea was like, okay, I'm going to make a wrestling podcast. But, probably not the smartest when there's only two wrestling federations out there and I don't really watch AEW even though I've had very good experiences with some of the guys on AEW and I've had some good experiences with some guys on WWE it's just it's not that easy to critique anymore because it's just like man it's just all around whatever so I decided like you know what I'm gonna just do it about everything I think that's the smartest way to do it you always have a good topic to go with with it. You'll never be able to be stale on something because it's always going to be something new every week. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I love y'all's podcast. Uh, I, and I was a little worried when I started first doing mine and when we were doing ours at the same time mm-hmm. cause I just started playing on that four-on-four four league with y'all yeah. and everything. And I was just, I don't want to step on anybody's toes or anything. So I was just like, they're gonna have the flag football. I'm gonna have if I talk to guys that are in the league, whatever, which I've done with Mike Bimbo, uh, Savion, we talk I wanted to get the guy that's out off the field. And I and some of these episodes have been very, very good. Yeah. And the one thing I love about them is you learn something new with every single one. Oh. I can't uh, I haven't had one episode where I where I haven't just learned something. Yeah. And uh I wanna know what what's been your real cool experiences since you started your
1: podcast. All right, well, first off, I wanna thank you for all uh, your uh generous words. Uh honestly, man, I don't know what it is. It's just like I've always I've always had the gift of gab. I always love to talk. Um I talk too much a lot of the time. But uh I come from a family, we just talk. Me and my dad, we always talk sports, and so it just kind of evolved from there. And uh, it's funny, my fiance. She like when she when I, when we first started our podcast. Like she's like, "Do you notice you change your voice?" And I'm like, "No, I don't." She's like, "Yeah, you do. You get into like this yeah. sportscaster mode voice." And I'm like, "I really didn't notice it. It just like something that like a switch mm-hmm. flips in me, and then my my voice just goes with it." But uh, uh all truth, man. I actually. Like, did a couple, like the first time I ever announced anything, I um, back in high school, I was helping out at a little league tournament in um, I graduated high school in Richmond Hill, Georgia. And so, I was playing baseball at the time at Richmond Hill and was helping out uh, with this little league tournament. And one of the guys that was doing their uh, like they did a live stream announcing, like they were play by play Mm -hmm. type stuff, and so. One of the guys wasn't there for it, and I was like – they're like, you want to do it? I was like, sure, why not? I mean, sure, I'll, I'll give it a try. And, you know, I did it, and, like, a lot of people loved it. Like, people thought it was fun. And so it's something I've always enjoyed. But uh, getting into the what caused us to start the podcast is, like, I when I got into flag football, I was fairly – I mean, novice. This is my third season out there at four-on-four. Um, but I've always kind of mm-hmm. been around it because of say I've been out there a couple times, picked up with a couple guys, um, started out uh, at UNF playing flag football, actually started out as a center um, mm-hmm. just cause I was a big guy. I'm a big guy. Uh, I, and I got pretty decent hands. So I was able to catch the ball pretty well, but uh, as it evolved, one season when we were out there at UNF, uh, our quarterback didn't want to play anymore and, um, one of our other buddy one of my other buddies uh he filled in a quarterback for a little bit but he's really a receiver and he makes a better impact that way so I just said hey I'll play it man that's fine and we were in like the the losers bracket like uh playoffs and we ended up going on to win so mm-hmm. it was um that's kind of where I started playing quarterback and so after a while, me and Say uh, talked it over and we decided to create a little C-team. Uh, this is before they instituted the rule. You can't play in two two divisions of the same format. Mm-hmm. So cool. Say was playing with us for the past couple seasons. And then um, that's kind of how we started Nightmare. We just got a bunch of our buddies together. And then I just continually met uh, different people and we have pieced the team together to what it is now. And uh, I really like a lot of the guys we have. But as far as the podcast... Uh, You know, me and Say, we've always uh, wanted to do something together. We've always talked about, like, you know, having a podcast. we we'd talked about having a podcast together before. We just weren't sure how we were going to do it. Like, we thought Mm -hmm. about college football at first, but then with both of us playing in the league, you know, we really thought that the league was good, but we really wanted to bring a lot more notoriety to it and just Mm -hmm. get – Bring a lot more, like highlight the talent we truly have in this league because it, yeah. Jacksonville or in Florida in general is very very well respected in the flag football community, but not as well known just because of we don't have a lot of you know podcasts or things of that we, nature. We don't that
0: have- getting, really notice. Us.
1: Yeah, getting the names out there like they should be. So we really decided that, you know, Ralph's a really uh, awesome guy. He, uh, he took a chance on us in the beginning. We told him we what our concept was we wanted to do and really bring uh, notoriety and highlight the talent we have in the league. He loved the idea, and so he jumped on board with us, and uh, we really appreciate him for that. And mm-hmm. so uh, we just kind of started rolling with it. Um, unfortunately, it hit us like we were right about to get like really into it, uh when COVID was really hitting hard and they ended up having to cancel the playoffs and everything and so that hurt us so but it also caused us to get more creative and it allowed us to learn and go through some growing pains of how we were going to go about stuff how we're going to do stuff our time in for everything so it really helped a lot We, we got pretty diverse in doing it we got into some different little things we had uh you know, a centers versus rushers show we had on with um, Malcolm uh, Francois Jones and uh, Jay Rambo. Um, we just, you know, we got as creative as we could for it, just to keep people interested and everything. And now that the season's going on, um, it's really fun for us because we basically we want to treat it like Sports Center, like it's, we're the Sports Center for flag football at Jack's and we get to break down like. Everything that happened mm-hmm. in all the games, and so it's fun. I you I know of you
0: off and... on that one part right there, bro. Uh, the team I play on, <laughs> we're we're gonna get this one. So, uh, you kind of went off last week on uh on my uh, team, Godspeed. Yeah, a QB situation. Yes. How do you feel about last week after? After you had your comments and stuff, we heard the podcast and stuff. How do you feel I about how that. we perform
1: uh well you're actually you'll actually hear we're going to drop our podcast today um mm-hmm. from this past weekend, but you' got a was, y'all got a lot of praise from both say and I on that podcast because i'm going to tell you all yeah, right. I played
0: right? A term as well yesterday, and we played another five games
1: after. <laughs> that's, that's crazy, man. But Lost the Apex, honestly, that. The only reason, like, and the you know, when Say and I first started for, when the season started, um, we had a couple, we had a few people tell us we were being too nice. They wanted us to be a little more raw and real with it. So mm-hmm. we we're like, okay, that's what y'all want. We'll we'll do I, it. You know, I, agree you with know, that.
0: Like, I mean, I want y'all to. Be, I mean, in reality, yeah, you could be good at this because. It, it's a, it's a family-friendly sport. I mean, in Ralph's level, that's like the PG level. I like, try to be appreciative yeah. of everyone. and uh, But I love the fact that y'all are also being real with people because you could see it every week because I listen to every single one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you could tell one team – it either takes them off, and then they step up the next week, like suicide oh, yeah. great example no,
1: and that's uh, crazy we you know it's funny, Bruner actually talked to us um right before we play, right before they played uh two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. he's like, man, you know people have been telling me about the podcast, so I listened Friday night before they played on Saturday, and he's like, mm-hmm. You lit a fire under me, man, y'all really." Oh, yeah. Uh, underappreciated us and discredited us, you lit a fire into me. And, man, he went off. And he was actually our stud of the week the following week. So, mm-hmm. it was crazy to see what it's done. But, like, no, as far as y'all, like, I know the talent y'all have. And even though I don't know, like, everybody out there in the league, I, I'm not blind when it comes to seeing talent. I know y'all have got a lot of talent. And I'm I would old. just really – it wasn't more so y'all as a team. I was just really frustrated with the guy who was playing quarterback for y'all yeah. at the time, yeah. and how he was just really not putting y'all in the best position to win. Like if he was completely-
0: the sad thing is, man, is our defense was shutting no offense. Yeah, I, I love Mike. Ad- I love Mike Adams to death. I mean, I the reason why I am the way I am now is because I've been playing with hateful eight, and I was behind Sid, Sydney. Uh, Sidney, uh Jamie Harper, all these guys that literally have been playing this game for so long. And, I mean, they just put me in a rush, and they are like, look, either you're going to be good or you're, gonna, or you, you're not going to stand out at all. Yeah. So it was, either, it was just thrown in the trenches type scenario. But I I could tell when I first hopped on with Godspeed, uh, I, I love making this joke because RJ was like, we're going to have you out there as a tryout. And that was the first week they had their four-man season. Thing. And uh, <laughs> I always joked when I said I appreciate the tree out, fellas. Like, they, and Savion even said, like, man, they look like a brand new team out there. But the yeah. biggest problem we had was our offense was only scoring 14 points out of three games.
1: That you should I never know. have. No, never. I 100 agree. And like I said, I know, like, with the athletes y'all have on offense, especially on offense, not including defense. Y'all should be one of the better teams in rec or at least one of the more competitive teams. Y'all always play a lot of close games when y'all are on. Mm-hmm. And so it was just odd for me to see how, like, it wasn't really y'all as a team that I was discrediting. It was mainly your quarterback. Uh, oh, yeah. Because,
0: oh, yeah. I and mean, I love how you pick them up because yeah. it, it really, in reality, it should be like, all right, that was a bad week. Let's change it. And I would love to say a different team, Apex. Uh, these guys, I know them very well. I played with them in one tournament, and they beat us yesterday. But they, uh, they have came a long way. Uh, they have. I'm not saying I'm on the Apex train, but mm-hmm. they, have, they have really started representing why they're out there. And, and they're wanting to go up. They're not wanting to stay on the rec division. They're ready yeah. to start wanting to go up, and I yeah. know my boy Savion doesn't want to hear it, but they they played really well yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know you did. trust me. When Savion and I were doing the podcast last night, it was uh, that was a tough for that. I had to console him a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, but he uh, no, nah, I mean all credit to Apex, they put together a great squad. Um, I've played mm-hmm. them already this year, and we fought with them in the first half, but they just they overpowered us in the second half, and we couldn't catch up but I mean I mean I remember playing them when they were Duval gorillas um, mm-hmm. when I first got into the league, and we were always like neck and neck with them like it was it was a one
0: like, huh That was my first very win. And that league was against Duval Gorillas.
1: <laughs> Same. Same. That was my first win of four-on-four four league uh, was Duval Gorillas my very first season. So it was – but we always had a good battle with them, but they've really stepped it up to a whole nother level this mm-hmm. year at the Apex. So really good to see that on them because, you know, it's, it's nice to get a little switch up from the traditional powers of, yeah. Code Red and Turtle Heads and Waiver Wire and teams like that who are always pretty consistently good and are gonna be mm-hmm. in those top spots. So it's nice to see a new team kind of shake up the moment or shake up the top spots a little bit. But uh yeah, man, I mean it's just like the reason we talk like we do and are very raw with everybody is because honestly, we love motivating people to prove us wrong. Oh, yeah. Like that's what we want to happen. That's what we want, you know, people to go out and do because it's only going to enhance the game. It's going to enhance the product everyone puts out there on exactly. the field. And it's going to make the four-on-four four league that much better because if everybody mm-hmm. every week is coming out to prove us wrong or prove us right, I mean, you're going to see a lot of games out there that are just extremely competitive from start to finish. and. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what you want cuz that's what makes flag football fun is when everybody's out there competing and just going at it and it's back and forth, blow after blow, good defense, good offense. It's literally just the little things that, you know, it comes down to winning the game whether it's hitting an extra point or throwing an interception. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. That's what we love to see when we talk about games, man, cuz it's, you know, we were uh we were we were talking last night on our podcast. We said it a couple times. Um. Now that we are motivating some of these teams, we want more marquee matchups, like in the regular season. Like, I mean, there was at one point Code Red, uh, Apex Predators, and Turtleheads. Turtleheads and Apex were six and zero. Code Red was five and one. And there was a week where they all played. They all played at the same times. And then neither of them played each other at all. Yeah. And that's something, like, to me, just as a flag football fan, we really want to see because – I think that was the same
0: thing as with Slick also at that time because Slick was on the too, right?
1: Uh, Slick was two and one, actually. They, uh, oh, yeah. they were two and one after far. the first week. But they were still up there, yeah. Um, but it was just like we want to see the – I mean, the top record, teams with the top records, we want to see them play each other. Because after the first, like, four weeks, you kind of get a sense – or three or four weeks, you kind of get a sense of who your top teams are and Mm who are your not top teams, so to speak. And, you know, we really want to see those marquee matchups because it's just so fun to watch, man. And then not only for fun to watch, it's fun for us to break down because that's when you really get to see, you know – if some of these teams are real, uh, mm-hmm. that's kinda like, you know, Apex for us. Like we wanted to see where Apex was at, um, tested against like a Turtle Heads or a Code Red. Just because those are those your consistently good teams out there, and we just really wanted to see how they fared against those. So um mm-hmm. we're trying to push Tim Callahan to uh give us a couple more <laughs> matchups.
0: I mean just look of like kind of like how college football is I would love to actually compare how we do our schedules to like college football. College football, obviously, your first couple of games should be like the easy games, get your teams warmed up and whatever. And mm-hmm. obviously, when it's time, then you think, okay, let's let's give them a challenge. right? let's let's try it out. Put that game yeah. in there like in the fourth or fifth game time slot. And I mean, knowing that we play like three to four games every Saturday or something like that, I would mm-hmm. say make that maybe like one of the first games. Definitely probably make that the first game because you know you're going to get all – everyone's energy in that game. Everyone's yeah. talent in that game. Absolutely. And, I mean, those are the – that's the only things that drives me nuts. Like, when we always had to play highlight reel, and like like last Saturday when we played picking You Apart, we gave yeah. everything we had in that game. And then we yeah. had to go play highlight reel. We had nope. to go play Highlight Reel. I was just like, oh, gosh. I was like, of course we're playing Highlight Reel again after just playing tough every other game.
1: Yeah, man, it's it it's tough, those back-to-backs. Trust me, I know. Um, But, you know, we really, like, I love the marquee, like, not the marquee, sorry. I want to see the marquee matchups because we get a lot of good matchups, but we never get, like, Like you were saying with college football, you never get like number two versus number four Um, Mm -hmm. in the season. uh, It always seems to be like number four versus number like 24 or something like that. Like you don't get to see a lot of the top teams play each other. And we just really want to see that more just because as fans, that that would be so entertaining to watch – and
0: it It's easier to call on the podcast too because, like, you could tell, like, when y'all
1: when y'all talk about
0: certain games, y'all get really excited about oh, talking yeah. about it. No offense, we'll call. oh, I mean, we ain't trying to call teams out, but like, honey badgers and stuff like that. Yeah. One touchdown. Already- <laughs> everyone else <laughs> lost defense. Uh, Fifty-five to six. We're glad yeah. they. I mean, that's that's kind of like how it. That's how y'all feel when y'all say, okay, these games are just like, uh, whatever. And I mean, I would be bored with it too. I'm just like, okay, like, did they do anything? Like, And yeah. some of those people like to write down the score stuff, and I'm just like, I don't even know what that says. i
1: about that, trust me. Uh, it's hard for us to read sometimes. But uh, I will say they are doing a lot better with the stats this year so far. Um, oh, yeah. Part, um, I know we've tried to – Put as much emphasis as we can on it, but like uh, we like to tell everybody, make sure your captains check the stats after every game. Because yeah. I've caught a couple mistakes uh, already this year. Haven't been too many, just a couple. Um, we've had a good. We have uh, had a couple couple good guys taking stats for us this year. So I was um I was happy about it. But you know it's. <sighs> We we get really excited when good teams play good teams. That's just that's just how we get. That's why, like, whenever we do our pregame show, we pick our games at a time slot because,
0: mm-hmm. I mean,
1: obviously four and four jacks does their game of the week. Um, we just like to highlight, you know, there are a lot of other good games happening at certain oh, times yeah. too because, I mean, you could have a matchup at 8 o'clock in the morning where – it might not get the attention of game of the week, but, man. Yeah, it's this going so, well. <laughs> yeah so it's – we love highlighting those games. There are some games that really excite us, uh, you know, and like you said, there are games that are just not that exciting, like with Pressure or Honey Badgers or teams like that. Uh, it, You know, we kind of breeze past those because, you know. That's kind of
0: sad, feel- I, I, and, I've, and I've seen this with them. It's not mainly their team. It's just they don't have their guys show up, and yeah. I mean that's and that's what really hurts them more. Because yeah, some of those guys really are they they are athletes, and yeah. uh, and I give a little props to Honey Badgers. I mean, you got two consistent guys that are always there every game, but and like they say, man, they only have like three guys that will show up to these games, so everyone
1: else just up on the team.
0: It's got to be a hassle. I mean, it, I can only imagine. But.
1: Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> Trust me, as a captain myself, the first it's couple seasons, it was a pain to get people to show up. And showing up on time is still an issue. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to get it. Oh, yeah. My team hears that from me like every week. Um, <laughs> but Hey,
0: man, yeah. I remember when I was the captain. Oh, the great example, Saturday. We had four men playing on a five-man yeah, <laughs> a five-man game, like, and we barely lost. That's even the crazier part. But still, it's just like, I, I can't stand stuff like that. If you got a jersey and and you're committed to play, we tell you come on these time zones, and you say you're gonna be there, be there, because we're not gonna sit here and have to sit here and put our bodies on the line. Be like, oh, so now we're we're pretty much SOL. We're having to play yeah. offense and defense. And that's just the first game. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. And then you got two more fives games and two more fours games yeah. more, man, that you got to play with. So I no, know it's no, no, like, no. oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> no, man. It's, you know, it's something you got to deal with. But, I mean, you, you learn to – I've learned to make sure I have an excess number of people on my team. So that way if something mm-hmm. happens or, you know, some guys can't show up some weeks – I have enough to make sure we're not all going to be gassed. Because trust me when yeah. I tell you, uh, coming back from COVID when we played in the um, the tournament, the preseason tournament that Ralph had, mm-hmm. we, I, had I, was, I was going up there with like seven or eight. We ended up with five oh, uh, for the first game. And then in the first half of the first game, one of my corners rolled his ankle, so he was done for the rest of the game. So yours truly had to go out there and rush. Mind you, I'm not a rusher. I have zero credentials to be a rusher. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not fast. My co- you look hey, at me, my- I'm
0: going to tell you this right now, dude. I've seen some slow rushers, and they get the job done.
1: See, that's man. not me, though. That's not me, though. <laughs> I don't get it. I the, to put I you the, over. <laughs> hey, I'm just – I just I – just, I'm there to be in somebody's face. That's all I'm there for. Um, <laughs> man, I. you know, I mean, I did what I did to help out my team. I actually batted mm. a ball in the air, and that caused an interception. So that was my one uh, good play of the day. But then I, like, pulled my <laughs> muscle, like, three plays later. Oh, man. And, So that bothered me for the rest of the day But uh, Nah it was You know so that was when I was like "All right, I gotta make sure I get Excess amount of people so that way Mm -hmm. If we all show up great Nobody's gonna be gassed If no one shows up or if some people don't show up We're still not gonna be totally gassed Hopefully so um, That's just one thing I've had to adjust to as far as being A captain out there and everything But you know it's like I said, man, I enjoy the league. I enjoy, you know, what we do every time we do our podcast because I think we got a, you know, good little rhythm rolling now with me and Say. And like you said, oh, yeah. I've, like you said about Say, that Say is starting to come into his own too. I, I love that mm-hmm. too because, you know, I've seen him develop from where we have started to where we're at right now. And, he doesn't sound
0: like a robot anymore. No, and it sounds you like. Could you can really know. tell, like, yeah, because he's very energetic.
1: Oh, absolutely. and I mean that's
0: one thing I learned when he did the podcast with me. It was like he was a whole different person than when he does the podcast with y'all. I was like, say, hey, like you need to be like that from the episode you did with me on y'all's podcast." He's like, "He's like I," he's like, "I thought I was," and I was like, "No, you look so much more energetic because I guess it was just talking about himself or something. I well, don't know what it was, but the topic was
1: he's just been." It's once he gets into his rhythm, he had to find his rhythm. Oh, yeah. It's like, when – it's easier when you're, like, talking back and forth as far as an interview goes. Mm-hmm. It's easier to just kind of do your own thing. And, you know, it was mm-hmm. – you know, as far as, say, I've always given him little tips, but I've just basically kind of let him, you know, let him do his thing because he's going to – I know he's going to figure it out on his own. Oh, and wow. he has now for sure because he is really, really coming to his own uh, being on the mic. I mean, he's – like mm-hmm. now dude i love the dynamic we have because he is just letting himself go like we're just having a conversation about football and i think that's kind of what we what we really wanted to get to is because whenever i ever since i met say the first time i met say we talked football and uh we met in uh, sports management class and uh i w- i remember professor jackson he was uh he always liked to call on say for some reason he just you know, I guess he had a thing for him. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It's got to be the hair. It's got to um, be the hair. But uh, <laughs> he um, – nah, so me and Say talked after uh, after Jackson's class one day, and that's kind of how we started uh, our friendship. And um, here we are, shoot, four years later. And, uh, you know, we're really, really good friends. Uh, he's my best friend. And, you know, I am love – Being able to do this podcast with them because it's really fun, and you know, like I said, man, the first like few weeks we were doing it, we really had to be really creative and come up with our Mm -hmm. own ideas because we weren't getting any content to like no games going on, so we had to really figure out what we wanted to do and what we wanted to show. So it's uh once we got into that, you know, as we started going through interviews and you know says you know, excitement and everything would come out when we were doing interviews with people and talking mm-hmm. to people. And then, you know, he's just kind of grown from there. And it's been awesome to see how much he's grown on the mic um, because now to me, like, it's, you know, his excitement really just exudes through the mic. It
0: lights the, the room mic. up. It, yeah, it, it shows the energy. That. And that's what I explained to say when I was telling him because, like, he was asking me, like, what, what, what do I do and stuff? And I was like, dude you just got to go in there with a positive, happy energy attitude because you don't know when these people are listening to your podcast. Like, there's going to be early in the morning. So you got to give, like, a positive vibe. If you're just in there and you sound like a robot, it's only going to be like, okay, I like what he's saying, but I just – I'm not understanding it because if it's, like, real early in the morning, it's like – He's not a chipper, like, hey, man, I need somebody who's got me and woke up like a coffee in my system.
1: Yeah, I feel you. And, and I think that was just all about him finding, like, finding his cadence, finding his technique of how he was going to talk on the mic, just because it mm-hmm. – for me, like, I don't know what it is. Some stuff just came very naturally to me. So, <laughs> I mean, I as far as my cadence and everything goes. But, you know, he had – it took him a little time to find his, just because going – he – the thing is he'd get so excited within himself that he'd almost mm-hmm. outrun his words sometimes and would forget where he was going just because he was so excited about what he was talking about. He wanted to go ahead and get there and he'd get caught on himself sometimes. But, you know, he's worked very hey, hard. You know, I think having the other podcasts we do, um, me and him also contributed to a podcast called All-American Scout Team Podcast. Um, okay. If you like college football – uh go check that out actually we um we do that with two of our other friends uh one guy he's actually Oh a- so
0: y'all actually do that podcast.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we actually we're we contribute to that. We're it's like a sort of a round table discussion um and how we see we so we're going through a series right now where we're breaking down the top 100 recruits in the 2020 cl- uh recruiting class. And so mm-hmm. We have gone – we are at – I believe we're just about to get into the high 20s right now. Uh, Mm That will be coming this week. We'll be doing that this week. But, uh, yeah, one of the other guys that does it with us, uh, Ryan Carter, he's the host. He's actually a football coach at Nice and then has actually a lot of connections throughout uh, college football. And then um, John Mills is the other one. He's uh, really, really good when it comes to breaking down players. He's been – into the scouting world of football for the last three, four years. And so mm-hmm. he's really passionate about that. He's really, He has really good insights on his players. And that's, so I think doing that combined with ours has really helped Say kind of come into his own because him and John on the other one always go back and forth with each other. Because um, John will sometimes make some crazy comparisons uh, when comparing mm-hmm. players. And Say would just be like, John, you know what? I liked everything you said, and then you made me mad. Like, I just – I really –
0: I love how he does that crap. Like, I love the episode, the one where y'all did – I would say the one that y'all did was really creative was where y'all were talking about the Madden. Uh, Y'all's number one Madden team, the top offense and top defense. And you could just tell, you and Say had some – y'all had some similarities, but then – you also had your differences and oh, yeah, they really let really you know, like, hey, that's my team.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. No, I mean, I love the personalities.
1: That's what we love, man, because we, you know, we think very similar on a lot of stuff when it comes to, you mm-hmm. know, players and stuff like that, but we have our differences. Trust me. I mean, we go back and forth with everything, but, uh, you know, it's a good, it, I love the dynamic we have, and, you know, I think it's really fun. And like, like I said, man, Say is really coming to his own shoot. There's on the All-American Scout Team podcast. Uh, it's weird because like, I want to say 10% of our viewers are in like Germany. I guess really? they watch football over there. Yeah, it's really random. I don't know why. But um, so, but a lot of the feedback we get, people just love to hear John and Say argue and go back and forth. It's really funny. Me and Ryan are I'm just definitely going out
0: to check that one out.
1: Oh yeah, man. It's it's great. Um it's uh it's on Spotify Anchor and everything. So just go check it out. Uh All American Scout Team Podcast. It's uh it's great. We we enjoy it with those guys. We have we always have a great time. Um but yes, that's that's when I think say really took that next step uh on the mic, because you see his personality come out a lot when talking about these players. Mm-hmm. Cause he's getting to talk about like breaking down techniques, how these guys were doing stuff, running things. Like he got, he got into the real technical side of football, which he loves. And I think that's really helped him come into his own, especially now uh, with how we're breaking down games um for the four and four league. So I'm, I love having him as a partner, man, as a, you know, as a friend and this, like our dynamic, I love the dynamic we have. And I can't wait to see how much more he grows because I think he's got a lot more uh, talent for it than maybe I do. Um, I just think he—he's. He, it took him a little longer to figure it out, but man, once he figured it out, uh, I think he's good. He's—he's just gonna keep going from it.
0: Oh yeah, I I totally agree with you on that. Uh, I want to ask you uh, all the time that you have played fly football. Have you traveled?
1: You see, I have played in one tournament so far. I played in the Jags tournament like two years ago. Um, that's back uh, when I was I really
0: starter. wish they would play with that again. I really wanted to play in that thing. So I did
1: <laughs> But, uh, you know, with COVID and everything this year, that would have probably been really hard to swing. But, uh, no, so I played in that two years ago. Uh, it's actually how I met uh, one of my current teammates, uh, Jake Smith. Uh, we both played on that team together. And uh, we actually ended up winning the um the what was called the couch potato division, but it's like C basically. And so we uh we had a really good time with that. Other than that, have not traveled much. Um, really, being that you know it's only my third season, uh, our team is really really really. really I thought st- you played I, a lot more than that. Nah, man. Honestly, like I just. I met a lot of people. This is only my played. third
0: season. Like this is literally my third season. This is my first four, my first four man season that I've ever played.
1: Oh wow! Okay. I've some only played in
0: tournaments so far. Though. Yeah,
1: but uh, yeah, dude. Honestly, I just met a lot of people through set say, through saying in the beginning. I picked up in mm-hmm. a couple games with uh, another buddy of mine, um, just to play in some games out there, uh, which was fun, you know. And I. You know, I just I, – I really love people, so I, I always can strike up a conversation just about anything. And so I've just kind of met a lot of the guys, whether playing against them or, you know, meeting them through Say or whatever. It's uh mm-hmm. – I've been able to build relationships that way. But, you know, it's – as far as traveling, I really wanted to get into traveling. Uh, if not at the end of this year, definitely next year. I'm hoping – um my team and I, we can go to, uh, I think it's Panama City in yep. January. Uh, I know I'd love to take the guys there uh, if we can get everybody to go. Um, it's just oh, been yeah. – This will of, be
0: my first uh, one. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm uh,
1: we've, been, I'm we've been kind of cutting our teeth as a team, uh, just figuring mm-hmm. out, like, who are our guys, whether our roster is going to look like, just because, you know, I don't – I want us to be able to go to a tournament, have all our team, and us to be able to compete and have fun because I don't want guys to, you know, us go to a tournament, we get blown out three games, and guys feel like they wasted their money type thing. So I just really wanted to make sure we were ready before we head off to tournaments, but I think we are at a point now where we can go and travel and play in some tournaments. And, uh, you know, it's going to be fun. I I can't wait to get in that scene because from what Sage told me, it's just a whole different world. Um, I'm sure you can attest to that as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, some of these tournaments that we did, so say like the playoff slash tournament that we did yeah. after COVID came, after we decided we were able to play again, uh, when we played that team Voodoo from South Carolina, yeah. that was actually a pretty cool experience. I've never played a quarterback that never said anything. So I was really thrown off being a rusher, where the guy's just sitting there holding his hands out and the ball gets thrown to him like, he didn't say nothing. Like, what happened here? <laughs> but, I mean, it's just some new things that I've – I've heard goods and bads about them. Uh, obviously, I hear Florida is not really light
1: outside yeah, of Florida. because <laughs> it's because most of Florida usually goes and wins tournaments at other people's home stadiums yeah. and people don't like that very much. Um, it. You know, I don't know why Florida didn't get enough respect in the flag community, truthfully, just because Florida much dominates, is at least here crazy. on the east side of the United States, Florida pretty much dominates most of the east mm-hmm. side over here. And, you know, it's crazy. Like, even that Dallas tournament they had,
0: um, a team from it?
1: Dallas picked up, like, four or five Florida guys, uh, Cam Solomon and Jamie were on that team. And they went out and won two different Sydney. divisions. They won, I believe, I think it was fours – or no, it was fives and sevens, I think, or something like that. And mm-hmm.
0: – Yeah, Sidney Smith yeah. and all of them, man. I, and I think man was from 305. I mean, it was just – it was a good select guys. But most of that – go those most of those guys were Florida yeah. players. that were representing for a Texas Yeah, team, so. I mean – That was before Uh, that was the time. Yeah, uh, it's uh, (laughs) a.
1: Unfortunately, the amount of like premier teams in Florida has gone down a lot uh, in recent years. Um, Mm -hmm. Just because a lot of the teams that played premier are a lot older now. And, you know, that new wave is starting to come up now um, where a lot of the comp division at four on four, that'll be your next wave of. from your teams, I think, because, you know, there were a lot of teams that were in that B division that could have made the jump, but some of them disbanded. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you know, went to other teams, moved on, what have you. So it's been a kind of like just a recycling effect where new teams would get together yeah. and you got to learn each other. You got to figure each other out a little bit first and then you kind of go into it. Um, I think Sage Team Voodoo is going to be one that could make that jump here and oh, yeah. after the next like couple seasons. I think, uh, truth.
0: probably next season. Like, dude, they, I, I, I love praising. I hate saying it sometimes, but dude, I have never played some tough, oh, tough games except when I play against uh crazy. Like I said, that tournament when we played the last one where we came back from COVID, mm-hmm. whatever. We lost the wedding, again. Every tournament I've been in so far, I've lost to Mike Adams. Like, he is my kryptonite for my team. No matter what team I have, I hey, lose to this guy every
1: time. Man, because you're, you're in the same boat as Ralph Graham, because he is Ralph Graham's kryptonite, too.
0: Like, it just drives me nuts. I'm like, I've played against so many quarterbacks so far, and it's just like, somehow Mike always gets by me. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. But voodoo. I will say we played against them. They beat us the first time. It was Mm -hmm. a very close game. And then we played them again for the the semifinals, and it was a neck-to-neck game for the whole time. And, I mean, I just just loved how that game went because it was just so intense. Like, me and Say are good friends, but when it came to being on that field, we were nothing. Like, we were just players, and it was just going to go down. (laughs) <laughs> and that's one thing I love about flag football in general is we can be real serious on the field, but outside we're all, we yeah. family basically. And, and uh, yeah. that's one thing that you I You know, like love
1: that's, about. that's one thing I really do enjoy as well. Um, and, you know, when you know a lot of the guys out there, or even if you don't know them, there's usually a pretty, you know, unspoken bond that it's like, all right, we're going to compete here. We're going to have fun. We're going to go at Mm -hmm. it. We're going to give each other our best. But, like, there's also, most guys know there's a line you don't cross um, when it comes to being on that field. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, it's really good to see, like, a bunch of guys have that type of relationship just to be like, all right, we can come out here. We can compete. We can be serious. We can go hard. But there's also, there's a certain line we're not going to cross here. And you know, we're all we're all men about this. We're all going to, you know, walk away from this, got to go to back to real life and all that. So it's really good to see that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just – I was trying to think about a couple more teams that could probably go premier in the next years or so. And I think uh, it, you may know about them. Uh, you probably heard of them, Florida Made. Florida oh, Made yeah. could probably go premier right now. Florida Made is absolutely disgusting. They are really good. Um,
0: it's just I guess for the consistency with them. I I know they're yeah, always in they're time. always they're, they're always, always traveling time.
1: to play tournaments. They're well it it also is kinda of hard because there's really no premier division here in Jacksonville because mm-hmm. I mean there's just not enough premier teams. Uh, so they always end up mm-hmm. playing in comp. But man, those boys can play. Like, I've played them myself, and, Mm -hmm. dude, their quarterback has a phenomenal arm. Uh, Dallas Julian we actually had on with us uh, talking about the Dallas tournament they went to that they actually ended up winning, and, you know, it's crazy the talent that team has. They are just incredibly good. Um, But, yeah, man, I mean, I think you'll see a few more teams make that jump at the tournament level, but – league you'll see them probably stay in comp just because that's where most of the other teams are
0: oh yeah I totally agree with you on that so we gotta start closing out soon but Zach I want to know what's the future hold for studs podcast
1: man we are just trying to continually grow and expand and just hopefully make this league as uh, noticeable as we possibly can um we are going to continue to grow. We're going to continue doing uh, our shows a week. We really, we've been in talks with a couple of organizations. We really want to take the podcast on the road to tournaments. Um, we talked a little bit with uh, mm-hmm. Flag Football World Championship Tour um, about possibly going there and uh, doing kind of a live podcast from a tournament for a whole weekend or something like that. Um so that's definitely something we want to try to get into because, you know, we love the scene here in Jacksonville, but we also want want to try and profile all the teams in Jacksonville that are going to these tournaments, how they're doing, how they're stacking up mm-hmm. against these other teams um, outside the state of Florida. So that's definitely something that we are excited to try to get going. Uh, once Say and I are both traveling and uh, traveling to the tournaments, um, like same tournaments together with our teams respectively, and you know, I'm. I mm-hmm. that's one thing I really want to get us doing because that not only will help um, us as a podcast, but also it will get the four and four Jacks League more notoriety, known throughout the country, um, at least hopefully, or at least within certain regions of the country. And I think that would be really fun if we're able to, you know, bring the flag football community of Florida. Uh, the notoriety it truly deserves.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you that. And also, it helps expand another platform for people to know flag football. Exactly. And, I mean, people for so long have believed flag football is just a no-contact sport. I will gladly tell you, that is definitely false. <laughs> yeah, I feel- <laughs> But Zach <laughs> – I appreciate you doing this with me today, my friend. Uh, Do you want to plug in Stod- the Studs yeah, podcast? You can listen to them on Anchor, Spotify, all
1: yeah. of them. <laughs> Anchor, Spotify, all of them. Also, go check out All-American Scout Team podcast. Uh, like I said, saying I uh, do guest spots on there with them, talking college football pretty much the whole time. Um, So go check that out. Also wanted to plug uh, Flag Beast, which is an Instagram account we partner with. Um, They put out consistent flag content all week every day almost um so go check them out on Instagram uh also wanted to plug uh Savion's fiance's uh business Grace's place uh we partner with her on our podcast as well and then um as always check out Modi Sports and Custom Wear USA uh that's Ralph Graham on there he's a sponsor of our podcast CEO of the league and uh he also does great deals on uniforms. He's doing a deal, uh full sublimation for twenty five bucks. And if you mention the studs podcast, you get a hoodie thrown on top of it. So a hooded jersey for twenty five bucks when it's usually about thirty-five.
0: There we go. All right, Zachary Bird. One day, my friend, knowing that I'm a rusher. Hey, we man,
1: might look forward to it. <laughs> I am looking forward to it. You All
0: too, right, buddy, man. take care alright man go home cue first and foremost I'd like to thank Zachary Bird for joining me today just having a good time and I know y'all had to have a good laugh out of that joke about the mask thing like honestly and y'all really think about that like if you have some pretty eyes it's all game for you now like all, all jokes aside like yeah like if you got the prettiest eyes man with the mask right now It's all game. Like, you have a chance. Take it. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, I just, like I said, I thank Zachary Bird for joining us today, talking about just having a good time, having a good chat. And, like I said before, man, Zachary and me just finally met this Saturday, last Saturday. So, it was really cool to chat with him, really cool just to have a good down-to-earth talk with someone that that's basically playing in something that I love as well, having a passion for it, and just even wanting to get more mainstream on it because, I mean, they're doing a great job on this podcast. I would love to let everyone try to check out Studs Podcast. It would actually help people, I'm pretty sure, to sign up and start playing flag football. Flag football is, I think, one of the next level of football now. And one of the next high-level sports going on right now with everything going on I'm pretty sure flag football is going to be really high up there and probably some of the categories now just because just how intense the games could be not only in how intense but how how just entertaining they really are like I used to be that same person be like flag football like really Like, all I thought was based on speed. No, you have to have some very good IQ to play in the game or you are going to literally look crazy, silly, and embarrassed. (laughs) So, uh, all right, guys, I just, we're going to end it off like how we always do. Also, I just want to finish it off and say, anyone that is playing in this tournament this weekend coming up for a four-on-four jacks Saturday, 8 a.m., And 8 a.m. on Sunday, my teams, we are going to take it all. I'm not kidding when I say this. We're going to be ready to play. I hope everyone laces their cleats up and get ready to play some football because it's playoff time and it's time to put up or shut up. So thank y'all, and I'm going to finish it off like I always do. I hope everyone washes their hands. Stay safe. Stay clean. Be game. protect your own, stay what you got and I will be back when we have more bzzz down the road later to being the new member of the Rasp Rebellion I want everyone to go to the website repsports sports.com and get 15% off on your first purchase if you do the promo code AP2420 And you have to type in the capital letters of AP2420. And like I said, you get 15% off. I know with the hard times in quarantine, honestly, the supplements are going to be the best way to go. They've got BCAs, They have the energy drinks. They have pre-workouts, whey proteins and stuff. I would love everyone to go to repsports.com to get... And use the promo code AP2420, which is capital letters, AP2420, to get 15% off on your first purchase. Thank y'all.